0: This episode of Dopey is brought to you by our friends at Aloe Recovery, located in sunny Southern California, in Silver Lake and in Malibu. This program was invented by our friend Bob Forrest, his friend Evan Haynes, their friend Bob, and their other friend Jared. It was created so that addicts would be treated with compassion and not controlled. All of these guys that had rehab experiences that they didn't love because the rehab didn't necessarily respect their autonomy, and they wanted to create a place where addicts were treated better. So they created Aloe, designed to treat co-occurring mental disorders, designed to provide a comfortable detox if you're kicking heroin or benzos or alcohol. They have amenities out the ass, including surfing, sound bath meditation, equine therapy fucking yoga you name it they got it uh if you're fucked and you're in southern california and you want to get clean i highly recommend going to aloe all right this episode is also brought to you by casl and if you don't know what casl it stands for clean and sober love the dating app for people who choose this way of life it was created by one addict helping another addict date safely So here's the reality. You got clean, you got a new fucking life, and now you're ready to date. So where are you supposed to look? The methadone clinic? C-A-S-L, clean and sober love, is the solution. Dating and recovery is real and worth considering if your shit is together. Clean and sober love is the platform where you can meet like-minded people all over the world. Install the app now on the App Store or Google Play Store. Oh, and by the way, it's completely free. This episode of Dopey is also brought to you by listeners like you in the Dopey Nation with the power and the passion of the Dopey Patreon account. It's www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you love the show and you want to throw some money, throw two, throw three, throw five, whatever, go to Dopey Podcast Patreon. Also, if you want to get any kind of dopey fashion wear, Go to www.dopypodcast.com If you want to buy stickers or hats Or the latest exclusive DopeyCon tea uh, Venmo me at Dopey Podcast Alright, enough of the ads Here is the show Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit.
1: Unfortunately.
0: What do you mean? What do you mean unfortunately? That's the show. The show. I know. But this is a dream episode for me. I think I've a been... A nightmare pre- for me. It's your nightmare episode? i trying
1: to escape.
0: You don't want to talk about drugs. This is the
1: last... I have an announcement. Please. Wait, first of all, my name is Kat Marnell. Welcome to the show. This is the last interview about drugs, addiction, any of that I will ever do.
0: This is the last one? This
1: is the last one. Formally, I thought of this. This is the last one. I will never, ever talk about drugs or addiction with the media again.
0: Is this really the media, though? Or
1: whatever. This is the last time. That's it. I've come too far in my life and my work and everything. I did it to myself. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm bored of it. Everyone else is bored. But I'm excited to do this because this is dopey and this is exciting for me. And we have a long history. (laughs) We have a
0: long, sordid history.
1: (laughs) And somehow, you know... um, but this will be the last interview I ever give about drugs and addiction and I will promote it as such to hold myself to it. I will not talk about it. I will not answer questions. That shit is done. People can think of other things to talk to me about and i not being, and I am projecting things in other people, but I'm just, I know I'm, I'm smart too in media ways. People are, I'm bored of it. If I'm bored of it, everyone else has to be. And I'm not, Whatever. I'm just sorry. Don't it's be been so long. This has been the longest week of press in my life. I've already done like nine things.
0: But I'm sure no, like, <laughs> heroin addict has interviewed you before for this week. I wish. And it's not like you've this been This is with, why I had are, to talk
1: to my people. These
0: are your people here. You yeah, know, maybe it, this I'll, is not I'll really only depressed. talk about
1: it with other people. Because other people don't get it, man.
0: It's not the same thing. You know, but when you put out your first book was called How to Murder Your Life. Yeah. It's a memoir. It's. It's a drug memoir. I mean, it's, it's a, a di- memoir. it's
1: an addiction memoir. An addiction you, memoir. You, of all people, should know the difference.
0: I don't even know what this show is. You know, it's a drug show. It's an addiction show. It's a little bit of a recovery show. It's a show about dumb shit. It's a comedy show. Your book, I've read the a... The War sh-
1: Stories short Show...
0: Well, I wanted it to be called... Did you ever hear our story of the origin of Dopey? I wanted it to be called War Stories. We were going to call it just War Stories, but then we Googled it and there was a podcast called War Stories, which was actually about military war stories.
1: For people who don't know, War Stories... Are when you're in uh, treatment for addiction, recover in the in twelve step whatever. You're not meant to bring quote unquote war stories into the recovery rooms, like telling all the funny anecdotes about when you were so fucked up and like what you did and all of it. And then, oh, how, how would you say it better? But yeah, that's not. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to keep it focused on what... I don't know. The
0: show's goes to show, show how far I've gotten in the rooms. You're supposed... I mean, like, some people don't like war stories. When when Chris and I started doing the show, it was because we loved war stories. It was funny, and it was like we bonded over them. And the audience obviously loves them. That's why people listen to the show.
1: And yeah, you, and then I have a theory that people get addicted to telling, to podcast, no, the, all the former addicts, like you, get addicted to doing it, and you compulsively like hound people like me, and then you get addicted, <laughs> and you're in this pot, and you get addicted to a tweeting about, it, and then everyone gets addicted to it because I'm like, wow, these people are like really like obsessive, and I'm like, oh, it's because they all, it's like me with the N B A, except without recovering from.
0: Well, that's my favorite. shit. Like,
1: f- I refocus. We all refocus our shit. We have addictive personalities, right?
0: This is my favorite thing. Is that. I had never read your book and I had never heard of you, but then some people were like, holy shit, you have to read Kat Marnell's book, you have to read Kat Marnell's book. I was like, okay, okay. And I start to read Kat Marnell's book and I was like, holy shit, because I've read a million uh, addiction memoirs, like a million, and I've watched a million documentaries and stuff. Yeah. And I really think that your Addiction
1: book fiction documentaries like so grim.
0: No, but I like rock and well, yeah. roll stories. Like I, I love those stories. People course. think it's trite and people think it's overdone. No, you
1: didn't say rock and roll. I thought you meant, you know.
0: I, I like the I, I lived for behind the music when I was young. Oh, yeah. Like Motley Crue behind the music and like fucking I, I wasn't like a big metal person, but the the metal band behind the music were always anything the adjacent best to
1: rock stars, yeah.
0: Exactly. And drugs are not. I really felt like your book It had a really different voice, like than the classic one, and I think it's because it was like you came from this glossy magazine world in a way, and when you put it with this really dark world, you get Mm -hmm. something totally new, and I really like that. So that's like you look shook. You don't feel. I don't think you're like absorbing a compliment.
1: Oh, oh, I'm the worst. You're not good at the whole. But no, I do. I've um.
0: You're bad at absorbing compliments.
1: I was thinking about. No, I've actually been just trying to say things that I haven't said sometimes.
0: Right, I know what you mean.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, to be honest about writing an addiction memoir, mm-hmm. I felt like it's played out. And I felt like they were boring to me, or like.
0: I know you liked Keith Richards' memoir. Of course. Uh, what memoir? Who well, that's a beautiful memoir. So you're th- yeah.
1: he did, they did such I love that he just did it once in that huge book. It's so big. You know, like he just did a one-time thing. You know what's interesting, Mick, like they always like wrote his memoirs or something and they just like gave them back apparently because he wouldn't reveal anything about himself.
0: Mick is a character. You Mick know, Jagger. I know. My favorite thing about the Keith Richards book is when he talks oh. about not when he disses Mick, when he talks about how what a lyricist like Mick when was. When
1: he calls him Brenda.
0: Yeah, that's good though. And he oh, talks. yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: the lyric. I mean, yeah, that's such a great book. And um,
0: why do you think your own? Why do you feel so played out that it's an addiction book? It's your story. I don't. I don't. It's I don't. your story. I
1: think I'm. I'm so media. I'm so New York media in my mind, like every. I'm so, I don't know.
0: You just came from a photo shoot. You're running to a flight. You're, You're in between a million things. I get it.
1: No, but in general, um, I had to. When you're writing a book, you have to sit with it, and you have to. When you're doing your writing, like the stupider I started writing, like the drug addict jokes, the ones I don't even know if like which ones are still in there, but even like. I mean, I turned dumb blonde jokes into drug addict jokes.
0: Right. Like. I think you did a lot of weird, like, cool stuff where you put something on its head. Sometimes
1: it would just be so stupid that I would laugh and be like, this will never keep it in. But then it did. And the more I did of that stuff, then when I would be working at edits, I would get to that piece and I'd be like, oh, here's that stupid thing I did. And then I was like, oh, but that's now the good thing. And then I just started writing more. I mean, it's a bit much.
0: I don't, I mean, it's I, good. I
1: would, yeah, it's good. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with, I'm thrilled that I did it. It's the biggest accomplishment of my life. And God, and the fact that and everyone works as hard on their books, everyone works the same amount on their books as I did. And then people don't get anywhere near the reception that I've gotten. No, oh, sorry, it's at my phone. So I'm so grateful. So.
0: Right on. I mean, I think um, my favorite thing is the how we first got in touch that I started tweeting to you. And you were like, you didn't, I don't think you responded at first, but then when you heard that Chris had died and you saw that Artie came on the show, you were like, fuck this. You guys are my people. I want to come on. And then I stupidly like called you. You gave me your number, and I called you what, and in I, France. I don't
1: know when I answered in France and like screamed. At you, was that then?
0: I don't know if you were in France. And but then, I was like, like,
1: I have an eating disorder, and I'm in France. What do you think I'm doing? I think, I, think <laughs> I was in a bad mood. I was like at a train station.
0: I know, but then I didn't hear from you for a year, and I was like, okay, yeah, I think no we're one just did. gonna we're just gonna close. Don't the, take it
1: apart, Nick, No one heard from me for a year, like including like my immediate family in France.
0: I was oh. like, we're, we'll close the book on Cat Mornell for a, for a bit, and then my fans. started. Started tweeting at you. And then you were like, you, you accused me of making fake Twitter <laughs> accounts, which was the greatest thing that yeah. anybody's ever accused me okay. of.
1: Okay, there's this guy, I guess shout him out if he's real. Justin England. Justin England. He's real. It sounds fake. He's real. in England?
0: Well, his name is Justin, and, he's oh, in and English. he lives in
1: England. Yeah. Oh, how convenient! And, and he seems so obsessed with the Dopey podcast. He's like, I'm like well, all these people. That's when I decided that they were fake. addicted to the podcast. They and I are. was like, yes. maybe this guy is so addicted to his podcast work, and he's just com- and he's replaced drugs with compulsively making Twitter accounts. I wish it. I could.
0: I wish I could do that. I don't know. Dude, we have a very, very virulent, is that word virulent? Not sure. That's Fan base. A very Justin active, in
1: England. No one, he tweets about me all the he time. He loves you. He, yeah, he always seems to be and you reading fucking, my stuff at the same time as you. And, you and, and I want to meet this daughter of his.
0: He has a different daughter. You really think I'm Justin England. I can tell by the way you're looking at me that you think I'm <sighs> him. I wish I could prove it. Um, here, hold on, I'll show you the messages, hold on, unless you think I'm totally fucking crazy hold No, on.
1: I don't want you to have to do it
0: No, I, I can tell that you really think that I invented this character No, I no. Think, hold on,
1: hold on I don't really think that, I also know that I am
0: Talk to me, I'm listening
1: No, first I don't know Let I, me show
0: you the conversation I wouldn't judge you, it's your podcast Dude, hold on
1: I tried, I did, I was trying to get, my agent said, you have, you're the only person on the internet with real Twitter followers And I was like, alright Because I was going to sell another book or whatever. And then guess what happened? I put all my info into a fucking PayPal account. And that shit didn't happen. And they have my info.
2: Okay.
0: That's Justin England's uh, messaging to me. Just go through it. And you can tell that it's not. Unless I'm totally crazy and I fabricated an entire person, I would never do that. And I would never buy Twitter followers or Instagram followers or any followers. I'm too cheap. Like I'm not doing that. That's not what. Dopey just happened to catch people's imagination, you know. Do you feel... Are you convinced looking yeah, at this? sure. Are you convinced no, or not? I,
1: yes, I would not. I would never. I'm not like... I'm not... You know what I hate? When I was traveling if uh-huh. my... Some of my recent... Some of my friends, who are like my dysfunctional family, were doing the thing where I was clearly... I was somewhere, and they were sending me the pics or it didn't happen. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm not... And then I was like finding myself like sending photos from, like, Croatia, be like, it's really me. It's because I wasn't in my photos. I was like, anyone who thinks. think? And then someone else told me recently, yeah, we're like we all thought you were lying that you were in Europe. I'm like, are you
0: serious? Well, you sent a, like, a lot Europe of pictures. all
1: I have <laughs> at that time, yeah. And I wasn't in them because I burned my, whatever, I don't want to talk about all that
0: stuff. You don't want to talk about that? No. I'm so curious about that, though.
1: I know, but it's, like, not, it's not, like, I need to stop. I want to stop, um... Just talking in this negative narrative about my problems. You know, in my book, How to Murder Your Life, Jean Godfrey June, always I love how you my said mentor, her name. I love
0: how you said J-G-J. her J.G.J. You Jigga. said it with so much fucking love. Like, Oh, I love her. But when I listened to your she book. She would
1: stop me and correct me. She would say, anytime I'd say something negative about myself, she would say, stop. And she said it harsh, too. She was not into that. And, you know, you put, you know what addicts do. We like force these surrogate roles. And she didn't even know I was an addict yet, you know? But I was cornering her emotionally <laughs> into like being a, ter- a caretaker for me, especially in this like surrogate mother thing. Uh, shout out to my mom. I love her. She'll be listening to this. And her boyfriend, Joe, they'll be listening to You think they're going
2: to
0: listen to this? Yeah. All right.
1: They will, I told them to. Okay. And I told them I'd shout them out. And their golden doodle, Mojo. He's my favorite. I'm. But she was, you know, not um, the most connected mom with me when I was younger, and I think in these women's magazines that I went to, like, I would find these, like, surrogate mothers, and Jean was, didn't want to be doing that shit. It's something when women get jobs with other women, especially when you're young. Young women expect their bosses, their female bosses, to, like, act like mothers, and it's very annoying. Like, we're not trying to nurture you. You have to, like, we want to just bitch you around and, like, be cold. Like, she had her own kids. You know, but she was always. I mean, she's amazing. We have real love.
0: What it sounded like when I listened because I didn't read the book. I listened to the book, and and that's why I was so excited that your second thing was just going to be on Audible. Because when I that makes
1: one of you, I know, (laughs) I know.
0: But when I when I listened to How to Murder Your Life, I was like, "Holy shit! You're really performing it. You're not reading it. That I mean, you really performed it, and that's why they did this. Isn't that why? Yeah. So you're not happy that it just came out on Audible.
1: Oh, I am.
0: But people are like, I want to read a book, I don't want to listen to your voice or whatever.
1: Well, I understand because we are all we all do the things that we do. Like I'm sorry, this is this is See, I'm just like this is what people do and they all think I'm high. I'm just I can't think very well. But it's just because I'm fried.
0: Take a deep breath. Go slow. I mean we're just hanging out. It's no no pressure to be fucking smart or anything. Just tell the story. I don't care.
1: I was saying that, oh yeah, I didn't even listen to podcasts until like a year and a half ago. If someone had been interviewed on a podcast, I never would have listened to it. And things change, like the mediums and the way that we take things in and watch things. And people are used to reading me. That's my audience. They're not the same people who. I've never listened to an audio, but I'm not supposed to. I've never listened to an Audible original audiobook they don't like. But I've never done that. I I still. Well, they sent me the links. I was gonna get the um, Tina Brown Princess Diane, or no, her Vanity Fair Diaries, but I still haven't because I just haven't. I don't have enough room on my phone, I only have 16G. I have the cheapest iPhone. It's iPhone six. It's it sucks. And every time I want to Venmo someone, I have to like erase, or like if I want to take That's a photo, what my wife's I have phone to erase is like Venmo. Too. She has
0: to erase all of her videos to take the next one.
1: It, and it won't.
0: I shouldn't say. My wife can't even pronounce Venmo. She calls it Vimo. That's funny. Yeah. Um, my when I read that book or when I listened to the book and you talk about being in school. And and not being able to like fucking pay attention, and then you were given Adderall, and you would like school. you would like superhuman strength or, strength or Ritalin, yeah, whatever. Listen,
1: when you go to fucking the UK, right? Uh huh. Or no rehab, Tywin or Thai rehabs, and it's all English. They're not saying that. They're not talking about your attention deficits or like ADD drugs. They're calling Adderall and um, Ritalin just performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, they're like, yeah, well you were on those performance enhancing drugs. I was like. Yeah, actually, I thought about it, and it's not here. It's market like the ADD. I don't know, if you know. That's a hot take.
0: Well, they are performance. They enhance your performance. Yeah, the performance
1: enhancing drug. But I'm saying I think that the attention deficit disorder stuff is quote unquote real. But pills are crazy. Like I would never take them if they weren't straight narcotic. If and they didn't work.
0: They, you wouldn't take. them.
1: I don't like any of that other shit. I don't like the SSRIs. Anything. I don't mess with that. I've never would never take. Personally, I know it helps people, but Prozac or anything—I've never. I would not. I don't like that. I don't understand it.
0: I missed the boat with Adderall because, or and I did Thank Ritalin god. in college, and like I'm very neurotic and like anxious naturally, so I always needed downers. Like I was totally addicted to heroin
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Xanax and Clonopin, and if I can get Adderall or Valium or whatever. So did
1: you ever get the Clonopin wafers, like the little? I never had ones? the
0: pink ones that oh you wrote about. Oh
1: my god, they're so. I don't take benzos anymore. I think they're vile and are hurting many people, as you know.
0: Oh yeah? Sure. And
1: also these days, not to be too grim, but with these autopsy reports, you're always seeing it's the benzo mixed with the opiate. Yeah, you know, it mixed it's with like the fentanyl. The, I mean
0: that's what killed my right. friend who used to be. Yeah, the for shop. people
1: who are listening, um, for me who don't know Dave, the problem with or what happened with there used to be two of you in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, And while this podcast was going on, was it last year, a year ago, two years?
0: It was the summer, it was two Julys ago.
1: The other dude, and I had been listening when there's two guys, he'd first hit me up, and I had given it a listen, and I was busy about to leave, whatever, New York. And then all of a sudden there was one, one guy, because the other one just relapsed, overdosed, and died. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, like, uh, I mean, that affected me not enough to come in <laughs> immediately. But it was just such a, a real sad thing, and it made me... Um, people don't know. It's hard to say. Like, that's that's my people, and I guess I get really tired talking about stuff that isn't real because I know just so... You know what I mean? That's just for people who are dying. My friend Alexis died. I mean, it's not... Uh, my friend died
0: well you think you can just chill out i mean and i sound like a public service announcement when i say it you think you're just having a good time and then you're dead because you didn't Mm -hmm. realize how easy it was to die and and our audience is uh is i don't know our audience is either using or in recovery or like friends with somebody who's using or in recovery or it's their mom or their son or whatever and like they know, you know what I mean? You know how many people died that were listening just in the past two years and I hear about it? It's like, it's Yeah,
1: it's, it's, I mean, it's, people die. Like, uh, when I overdosed on heroin in the past uh, few years, the last time I ever did it, it was in Soho. Um, I had gotten my book deal already and I had already moved into my Tribeca law. I'd spent all this, got this glamorous setup. And it was the year that I didn't write the book. And I went to my friend's house. He lived in Soho. I was in Tribeca. He was in Soho. And I went over. And we were just like goofing around with it, I swear to God. And he used needles and everything. I had clean. And my mom's diabetic, so I've always, you know, I know exactly. I would never. So And he just like skin popped me, because that's what Keith Richards does. And right. I was like, oh, skin popping is when you put it not in the vein. You put it, so he put it in my thigh. I did it to myself. He handed it to me, and I literally, I've, I mean, I've shot heroin everything. I've done heroin, I don't know, I could, between snorting it and doing it. I mean, so many times, um, but not as much as I've done coke or anything. But anyway, so, um, and I to put it in my leg, and I don't know if I did it or he did it. And then I was like, guys, oh, like, and then I just went black and I woke up, and it was like half an hour later, and I was in the shower, like his shower. And he he had was crying. You in the shower, yeah, yeah, he had dragged me in the shower, and the paramedics were there a few minutes later. And uh, I was like, and then they were like, "What did you take? What did you take?" And he wouldn't like say anything. And that's like all And I was like, heroin, you know. And they gave me the naloxone. The ambulance. I went down. The financial center, that new that hospital. That's. And I was hooked up, you know. And I mean, I, that was, could have been death so fast. And it was a real overdose. It was the only time I had that real opiate overdose. And then my friend who I had done it with died uh,
0: five died. months. Yeah,
1: Alexis. And he was my friend from high school. He was the most right. glamorous guy at my high school. He, he was, was dead, he dead within months. He took you to the
0: Hamptons. He was the first guy that took no, you there. No, no. a different guy. A different it was my
1: friend. I call, Who who is he in the book? Alistair.
0: Right, He's right, like right. a
1: guy. That's, that's different. Alistair was the cool guy that I partied with in the hotel rooms when I went to boarding school. He was like the cool... Trying to remember, I know I put him in there because I was, but uh, his real name was Alexis Moyaris. and he was um like so beautiful and like rich and glamorous. He like Upper East Side kid, you know, mm-hmm. very troubled. He'd gone to Cascade, and now he's fucking dead. And it was all the, that same brand. It was around when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, and it was the same downtown brand that Ace of Hearts or whatever. And mm-hmm. I had those dope bags. And fucking TMZ hit me up and was like...
2: What are that when saying? Philip
1: Seymour Hoffman died, because they, they had hit me up because I had smoked weed with Joe Jonas in an old article I wrote, and so they thought I was like in with the New York drug community. So when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, they're like, do you know anything about this? What are the junkies junkie community in New York saying? And I was like, I don't know. But then I was like, but I do have the same brand of heroin bags because I used to Is collect them. Is that what them. you said? Yeah, and they put my, and I sent them a photo. I was like, because I just overdosed on the same brand because Alexis had put them in my bag earlier that night because he, sorry, I don't know if I'm doing this no, correctly. No, but you're making a lot he of sense. Would, before I overdosed, I had been like, Alexis, Alexis, can I have the dope bags? Because I collect them for the stamps, right? right? So people who don't know, the heroin bags come with... Uh stamps, Rubber it's like branding yes. and everyone who does dope or drugs like collects them at a certain point in their lives. It's like our baseball cards. <laughs> it's a thing. Obviously, someone like me collects them because I'm ridiculous. I'm,
0: I, I, don't think, I, never, I gave I, all mine away. I threw them all. To another
1: friend who's dead from, from, p- heroin. from pancreatic cancer. Oh, my but, God. Uh, surely related to coke and alcohol, you know, DJ lifestyle. But who knows? I don't want to say. Anyway, so after, before I overdosed, I had just been at this guy's house and he stuffed the bags into my handbag. Because I had asked it for him and he tucked them in and sift them in. He's like, I'm putting them here for you. Because every time I went to Alexis's house, he gave them to me because he was a real junkie, hadn't left the house in like two years. Um, family money, whatever. And then so later I had these bags and I, so now they're on TMZ. If you look at the Philip Seymour Hoffman stories, there's like my dope bag with photo a big picture? TMZ stamp over it, over the, and being like, oh, a New York woman says that she overdosed on heroin on the same brand, found it still a few more. Philip Seymour Hoffman's apartment. And that was my big claim to fame. Sorry, what a trashy story. Rest in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Alexis and...
0: And Chris that was and my all fr- these and dudes. All
1: these dudes. and mm-hmm. then, But at least I caught on TMZ. Ha ha, just kidding.
0: You love TMZ, though. I do. <laughs> my, my bu- another one of my friends who died last summer was named Todd. He died, he was my best friend. He died six weeks before Chris. So the two of them died like at the same time. And he was obsessed with TMZ. He would get high on heroin and go like... He was an assistant editor at, at uh, the Dog the Bounty Hunter show. And he would what? sit there and he would like work a little bit and then he would sit and watch TMZ. And when people would ask him, he'd be like, What? I'm so efficient. I can't just get my work done to 15 minutes no, that's and watch TMZ. It's
1: soothing. It's like this, they do this, this bass, like, like it puts me, and then you can keep it on while you go to sleep. Like I have a, what's the thing with the dog and the bell? The Pavlonian.
0: Pavlov's dog.
1: I, when I have the TMZ, I watch TMZ live at night. It puts me down because it's I not know like it's not like YouTube where it starts where there's commercial breaks that'll fuck up your sleep. I have insomnia, and or uh, it goes quiet after the episode is over. It doesn't, so it helps you now stay asleep.
0: Um, yeah, and so if you guys don't know, Kat Marnell has a new book on Audible, A new Audible original, a new Audible original called Self Tanner for the Soul. Is yeah, that right?
1: Self Tanner for the Soul. See, here I am talking about drugs and drugs and drugs. But it's different because it's with you. But...
0: I don't want to put you out. You know what I'm saying? It's No, like,
1: I'm just bummed out all the time. Why are you so bummed out? Well, usually I just need a few days. To decompress? To, from, yeah. Or like to reread the article. You know, it can be just sort of disappointing sometimes when you like talk to someone for like four hours and then they just put in... Like, the gnarly stuff, and then I, then I just get mad. I don't know. I'm always hard on my... S-
0: I promise you, everything you put in this place will get right put out there. I'm not going to touch anything.
1: No, that's great. No, ever, I'm...
0: What's, which, what press are you disappointed just, with? No,
1: it's... No, 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 no. I'm not. No. Oh, my God. I'm just...
0: <laughs> I don't want to put you in I, that spot.
1: I'm... You know, I had this big adventure. In Europe. I went to Europe for four months.
0: European vacation.
1: I know maybe it doesn't make as... Yeah, well, yeah, it felt like work. Um,
0: and there were no drugs in it. Very little. A little bit of Adderall here and there.
1: Yeah, I didn't do any illegal Did
0: you do that drugs. on purpose to right not, now, not talk about first it? First
1: of all, right now, there's uh-huh. the little things that I want to clear up. Please. People take... Like, there's some article that's come out, and they're like, oh, there's like a half glass of wine by the bed. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because I only drank half a glass. I left that other half, you know, that ne- the night before in the hotel. That's how, like, I control my shit so tight right now because I didn't ever get sober. I didn't get into recovery. What I've done, like, that completely fucking changed my life was reduce, reduce, reduce. And most people can't do that. Yeah, most people can't Especially people do that. With, um, on benzos, alcohol, opiates. Like, those things you can't fucking... But I mean, do that by yourself. It's so hard um, to minimize. I was like, look, if I'm in like, I can't take Adderall anymore. I'm completely off of that. The burn, the, I have to wear wigs probably the rest of my life. Like, I'm not, um, I don't want to go into that, but good, good, because so, that got me off that shit. But
0: I thought you were on Adderall on the trip.
1: I was. That so was the last get, I had. How did get off
0: Adderall? Was that electromagnetic, whatever, whatever?
1: No, but the trip that was. Years ago. 2017. Two, yeah. Two years ago. So, ever since then, I just weaned off. I took less and less and less. And now I'm just on one stimulant. And I took, yeah, I took half of it in front of a journalist. That's because I split the pill. I don't even take, I don't like feeling high. I don't, I don't like the, any of that anymore. I don't like feeling drunk high. Um, it doesn't mean I'm sober, but I guard my fucking energy and I'm. Um, good feelings, like it's like the Hope Diamond, which is like a very old-timey, diamond. is that from the Muppet movie, or is yes. that a real diamond?
0: No, I think the Baseball Diamond the baseball was from diamond. the Muppet movie. Yo,
1: that shit's fire, the Baseball Diamond. The Hope diamond. diamond, I think, is yeah, real. Yeah, the Great Muppet Cater yeah. was so cool, The ba- and they were like, yeah, the Mupp- the Baseball Diamond. Yes,
0: they were trying to either rob it or prevent somebody from yeah. robbing it. Now, I'm a big Muppet fan, and I also think- is isn't? I don't know, I love the fuck Muppets, but I also think that- um. One of my favorite things in the first book is when you started writing your zine and you could feel how much you loved doing it. Oh, I
1: can still feel that when you talk, zine. I can feel the glue. What like was it that. called again? So No, the title sucks. No, I like I was, the title. No, I never... I like the I never, title. Even when I was 13, <laughs> I wasn't in the title, but I was like, I have to put it out. Like the publication date. I was like, I had this... And it a zine back in the day, and I, it was a digest, so it looked like a little a book. You know, it was the four pages, and it was folded in half. So then the flat, the original copy was like as thick as a, I don't know. Um,
0: a thick flyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was. I guess I some of my problems with everything is talking about everything is just that I've talked about it. You're and bored wrote of it. about it. Was well, more like that book writing stuff just broke me and. I don't think I think like my feedback loops or whatever, my brain really just won't piece together intelligent or interesting things to say about anything anymore.
0: Don't be so hard on yourself.
1: I th- I'm just talking about straight. I think it's physical.
0: No, I think that the future. It's cognitive. You think it's a cognitive disorder that happened from working too. hard? You no, know, it's
1: like I, the left right now. Like my head just talking about my book is like throbbing on the left side, which is just what happened. When I was writing it. Okay. I had the same, like, eye twitch, and I was just, like, thinking, <laughs> sorry, what a great interview. I'm like, no, I just can't talk about my work because
0: what about you too- can't though? we talk
1: about other people's stuff? Like who? Yeah, let's talk about Artie Lang. Let's talk about some new shit. Artie Lang. What do you want to talk about? I love him. All right,
0: I'm going to say something. I
1: was going to go to that steak hat. What?
0: Well, this is the thing, okay? I've... I think you, you said that I was addicted to doing my podcast. Oh, yeah, let's talk about you. And tweeting about my podcast and like hitting you up to do the podcast. My obsession with Artie like, was a little bad. like It was a little over the did top. He,
1: did he snap at you?
0: Never. No. Artie was always cool as hell with me.
1: Yeah, he's on all that dope. No, just kidding. He
0: was on all that dope. And when he got out, it was weird. It was the day he got out of rehab. I didn't know that he got out. I just had this, I had met this guy on Twitter who wrote me that he was in rehab with Artie.
1: You swooped in on that, the day he got out of rehab?
0: I tried to, but it didn't work.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God. But the point <laughs> See, is. See, that's why, that's just, yeah.
0: No, that's what?
1: No, I'm saying that's why. You know, I, I snapped at you. I did a few times in private.
0: You did, but you also thought I had fake accounts. You thought ju- I was yeah, just yeah. But an angle. beyond
1: that, I was like, stuck. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, if I did, I would let you know, and I will eventually. And then I did this time. I reached out to you saying I am anticipating actually coming through to do this.
0: I know, this and I was time. surprised. You know, yeah.
1: Because, but I get it. no. But actually, I guess whatever you did worked, right? I'm here. I'm not anywhere else.
0: I guess, but I, I want you to be happy that you're here. I don't no, want. Why- of course, I don't want you- back.
1: I'll come back anytime. It's just about um. Yo, I'm so sorry. My phone keeps pinging. Do you me. want to check what it is? It's like in a... I have no Do your bags. thing. Oops. Some good photos uh-huh. for Vanity Fair.
0: Nice. That's big time press. With the
1: basketball. Are you a Knicks
0: fan? I'm a ridiculous Knicks fan.
1: Well, you are? I should have brought my Starberry ball. Well, I'm- not that
0: he was... He was terrible on the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, well, I know. I had... I but did I have it,
1: the cool... Have you seen the Starberry balls? I tweet them all the time. They're like wizard balls.
0: I think so. That you
1: photograph them and they glow. So I did... Anyway, well, the NBA season starts tomorrow. So this is the kind of thing...
0: Nick's season starts Wednesday. And you're a LeBron fan, which is well, interesting to me.
1: I mean, look, he's a little... I could, I would love for him, I mean, but him being less corporate isn't going to
0: happen. You know what, it's disgusts me. Here is something to talk about about LeBron. Well, LeBron disgusts me in general because I hate his old little fucking shit with the powder. It's very corny. I didn't like that. I don't like him. I don't like LeBron James. But I you mean, know, all that
1: powder creeps me out because I have done that before and it's, it feels horrible. But you know, the up in Coke. It looks like they're throwing coke. Is
0: that what it makes you feel? Like up in coke see it? is an
1: old New York Post headline I used to like cut out for a while. Like up in coke, but it's like, psh. but no, I just don't like like that gymnast chalk. I'm like, oh, it gives me the. I don't like chalkboards. And
0: Fucking stuff. Kevin Durant just joined the Nets, mm-hmm. and he went on Hot 97 saying that the Knicks are not a cool thing. And who the fuck is Kevin Durant to do that? Uh, don't say it. I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to hear it. I'd say Because the Knicks are <laughs> what losers. What do you want me to say? I'm just he's saying
1: pretty th- up there. He's pretty I mean he's quite cool. I like him. I love his pink.
0: It disgusts me that he could come out against
1: Who doesn't the disgust you? James Dolan.
0: James Dolan disgusts me too. But James Dolan has problems. He has mental problems. Yeah, I Yeah, like up- just
1: like you. Yeah, why don't you, what do you, why don't you have him on your recovery podcast?
0: Jimmy Dolan? Yeah. G- Guitar Jimmy? Guitar Jimmy. I thought about it. Don't you know, be. You know, that would
1: be so. No, he wouldn't do it.
0: He that. would never do it. I think about having a protest at the Garden all the time. You know that right before they hired Phil Jackson,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, there was a huge protest scheduled outside of the Garden. Right. And that night, he called up Phil Jackson to head up the team. And so the protest didn't happen because the Knicks fans were excited. We're in trouble. I just don't like somebody like well, Kevin I think, Durant. Doing I mean,
1: that. They, they could be pretty good. I maybe they won't be as bad this time, right?
0: They this shouldn't season? be. They shouldn't no, be as bad. Th- maybe
1: they'll surprise this season. But yeah, I mean, culture. I always think, especially like uh, Herald Square energy, like people talk about MSG, and I'm like, oh, like I'm always a little pretty stressed when I'm there. And like Porzingis was like living in, what, Hell's Kitchen? And then, like commuting Hell's Kitchen to the guard, I'm like, "Yo, like maybe he has just getting all this bad energy, and it's affecting everything." It's just, I don't know. Uh,
0: you're fortunate that you're not a Knicks fan. I mean, I came up a Knicks fan. Oh my fan.
1: god, these you people are. It's it's it's, it's, it's loyalty. Andrew Quo on Cookie Soups, where I'm a special correspondent, is. His like voice changes when he talks about.
0: Is he a Nick fan?
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, I just don't really care about winning. I just love the game, like. But it's like, it's just he's he sounds so like floaty and like far away. He's detached he just, from the yeah, reality he's, of he's, the tragedy of detached. the net. Like he's totally had to like like so many of us addicts do here on the Dopey Network.
0: Wow, well detach that's the thing. and be
1: in our bubble. So
0: that's what you're saying, though. You're saying that I'll tell I was you, some
1: real shit. This thing in Europe. Sorry, go on. But yeah, Nick's
0: which thing in Europe.
1: I was just getting back to my audible. I Good. don't really have to. I've been talking about it so much.
0: I want to why hear. Why can't it.
1: I promote? No, but what were you saying?
0: I was going to talk about something just to, to, to prevent you from talking about yourself because you didn't want to. I I'd didn't. Much, I'd much was, rather hear about you than no. Than the
1: next. I, I can't actually. That's why the interview was not. It's because I can't. Do You can't.
0: want to hear a funny story?
1: I'm gonna just get my audiobook and I. I'll talk about that later.
0: <laughs> I was I I work for a deli. I work for Katz's Deli on House and Street. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's I also was, when
1: I found that out. I liked you a lot more. Oh, I didn't know, really understand anything, but I also was like, you know, that's a nice thing to learn about someone. It's yeah, real well, New York, and it's just cool. And it's like I was like, all right, I get it. You know,
0: somehow it makes me seem safer. But we were fucking catering at Condé Nast last week. Okay, what swine? No pastrami and stuff. LeBron doesn't eat pork. Well, good for him. Um, so <laughs> fucking, we're, we're in Condé Nast, and like all I could think about was you. Oh, uh, I've I, I never
1: been at that building.
0: Well, yeah, it's very it's very difficult to get in, and uh, and we're What's serving. That, that whole, it's on the World yeah, Trade Center.
1: No, I know. I was about to make fun of some of the art in the lobby, then I decided to keep
0: it's not great. Yeah, but so Is I Jose but, Parla. I don't know, but as as we're serving pastrami to all the people, I asked probably. 15 people, if they heard of Cat Marnell, because like you're my connection. I did. I did. What? Well, I I was listening. That's a dope look. Uh I was listening to your fucking book, and I'm in Conde Nast, and you had a lot of Conde Nast pride in the first book. And they were like, I don't know, no. And then somebody had heard of you. And, and she said, oh, well, what did you like about the book? And I said, I said I liked everything about the book. The book was amazing. And she said, oh, and she, like, she gave me this look like, oh, you're a fucking drug addict, was the look she gave me. And she walked away. What? What? And then this what? other girl this showed up. Little- this other girl ran up to me across the place. And she said, I heard you mention Kat Marnell.
1: Wait, this is amazing. Way to bury the lead. This is what you did. This is recently?
0: Yeah, two weeks ago.
1: And two Mondays wait, some ago, young, some girl ran. It's like a younger person.
0: Yeah, go closer to the mic, though.
1: A younger person ran over to you. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, and she was all pierced up. And she goes, "I, I know." Conde. She goes, "She goes." I know who you are. You do that podcast. <sighs> and I said, oh, "Yes." Wait, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Um,
1: Condé Nast.
0: At Condé Nast, um, but. It's funny, I feel bad because you're saying that I'm so obsessive about, I'm like crazy about the podcast, but I think I'm crazy about the podcast like I was crazy about drugs. I think that's a fair assessment. Oh,
1: 100%. I never thought it was anything else. I always, that's why, also the whole time I've known you even without knowing you. You haven't known me. From talking to you. Uh Uh-huh. I've always treated you like a fucking junkie the same way I treat myself. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I talk shit about myself dude, I don't I'd be like, dude, no, because I, you have, I've been, we've all been around people so much. I just like, it's the same, you know, I, you have to be polite to everyone else. But with and us, with, you know with with how us, Yeah. I would just, I always, I've always thought from day one, um, with you, it was, yeah, that you're compulsive about this stuff. But that's great because you're fucking sober, dude. You're in recovery.
0: And I want the show to be as good as it can be. But it's just like how you are with your work. Of course. Don't you find yourself doing your work to fill that thing up inside of you? Like, does it like that? I would love to.
1: Any work that I'm. Well, I've never done anything else, but anything with words. It does. Like, when you're working with words and. Words are so much, and they, they've broken me. And then, and then I have trouble with the rest of my life because um, I'm focusing so much on making that perfect. And on the book, for a bigger scale, it was really too much and on top of being on. Um, like To really talk about why everything happened with my hair. I don't want to go into it, but I think that the long-term stuff for the writing a book... Um, and the obsession and the perfection that I had to have, the focus I had to have, and then taking drugs on top of that, that's finally when my system, um, it's like, that's when the something, that's when I cracked. You snapped. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and now I have a lot of trouble with talking and writing emails and screens and stuff. I don't know, it's still. But that's why um, when I was doing the Audible stuff, it was really cool um, to just look out the window. And I was doing it on the trains. I had this unlimited train ticket. It was great. It was great.
0: And, that, and you said in the book how traveling was the ultimate remedy for a compressed brain. And you said how traveling was like the perfect thing for you to do. But you also talked about it being very lonely. Like was, it was both, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I, I never, no one can do the same shit I'm doing. No one else is. I uh, mean, in my life, you know what I mean. Everyone else has an apartment. Like I, I used to have an apartment. I couldn't. Have, I. It's because my lease ended, um, and it was time to go anyway. And I put everything in storage. And I had income that wasn't didn't require me to be at a job. And this is a lot of fucking moving parts. where other people can't come with you. And so when you have this um, spectacular life in a lot, a lot of ways, it, it is going to be kind of lonely because. I'm doing all this, like, dope stuff, but... And then when you're like, oh pay for you. Like, oh, I've heard of pay for you. you. know, people don't want to do that either. Like, they have their own shit going on.
0: Right. So I hear you. So where do you go next?
1: Tonight. I'm
0: flying to Paris. <laughs> what are you doing there?
1: I have a lot of work to do. I'm working on some stuff. Um,
0: Is it top secret stuff?
1: No. Um, I do work for other people. Or it's something kind of new that I'm doing. Um... I enjoy it because it's not connected. When you're like, when you have your name attached to everything, you can't, you know, I used to be able to write a bunch of dumb stuff all the time for money, like about beauty, like beauty copy and things. But now, sorry, I forgot that I'm, anyway.
0: You forgot that what?
1: Wait, can we go back (laughs) to the next?
0: No, I don't want to talk about the Knicks anymore.
1: Why not? Because
0: the Knicks are a bunch of losers that I'm obsessed with. My daughter even turned on the Knicks. My wife wears a fucking Brooklyn Nets shirt to mock me without knowing Without knowing that. Do you
1: think they'll be disappointing this year?
0: Who, the Nets? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Oh,
1: wait, because you hate
0: them. Well, I think Kyrie Irving is a a powder keg ready to blow at any second. I think he's often injured. I think just like he went to Boston and Boston was worse, he's going to go to fucking New Jersey and they're going to be worse. Well,
1: if that happens, not New
0: Jersey. It's New Jersey. Old school way it's, it's totally oh, New Jersey that
1: was the, supposed To be an insult
0: <laughs> Totally are you And I have friends I have a ton of friends Jersey's cool Alright Whatever sort you of. say I have a ton of friends From Brooklyn Right Like a ton of guys Who I work with Are from Brooklyn And they all said If they had just Changed the name From the Nets To something from Brooklyn They would have become fans But because what? Like what I don't know
1: The Cyclones They can't Well that's, a, is it that's like, I
0: think that's a Minor league baseball team The Cyclones
1: I was thinking what are, Like the Coneys
0: wouldn't be bad. The Brooklyn Coney. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> be
1: horrible. I think the Nets is a good
0: name. But they're what, the New Jersey of- Nets. You know, that's just who they are. And I hate that their fucking shit is black and white. They they did that to like be like NWA I or people something. people
1: have a problem with that. I've never... I think there's so many offensive color schemes in the NBA. Like blue
0: and orange. It's terrible.
1: What? I, okay, so you look good. Oh, you're talking about... No, oh, I, I thought the Knicks me. colors look good. You do? Yeah.
0: I feel like... I came out a- I like
1: primary colors though. I don't like all that like like calves, like and said, like LeBron looks bad in those, those that Lakers yellow is bad.
0: They're going to be good though unless Anthony Davis who's also injury prone gets hurt. I like all of a sudden I find myself I find myself rooting for injuries, which I never used to do. I know. I know it's not good. It's not good. Well, let me ask you this. Mhm. I, see, I don't want to stay on basketball Too
1: bad <laughs> The
0: question is this I was going to go And I have this plan I was going to go I know where Artie lives I've been to Artie's house I recorded Wait, what
1: were you going to do to poor Artie? Oh, God
0: I know where Artie lives I've hey, been to his, his house how,
1: I, could, I know where he lives, too Do you know
0: where his apartment is? Uh,
1: I was actually going to ask you He's lived in the same one since like 9-11, yeah, I was right? actually going
0: to ask you to come with me there this morning But this oh is my God. thinking This is my thinking I was. I like, want to
1: meet him. I've never wanted to meet another celebrity, as I told you. But well, I, I think it's annoying to. I mean, he's.
0: Oops. This is this is the mercy of my father's six cell phones in the kitchen. Oh, that's so funny. It's very senior citizen Jewish. Hold on. It's amazing. All right, I'm gonna turn it on, and I'm gonna turn it off. What do you think about that? Oh, awesome! Thank you. Um, so this morning I was gonna. I was going to get the fucking ferry to Hoboken and go to his house with my gear and try to record. Three weeks ago, I did this, okay? To so Artie? I, went, I brought all my gear, and I went to Hoboken, and I decided rather mm-hmm. than disturb poor Artie, I wrote him a letter, and I left him a letter. What? Do you think that's crazy? Yes. Why?
1: Yo, you're like Bobo from the Howard Stern show. That showed up at Howard's daughter's birth.
0: But that's why I think Artie up would when get it. Already got
1: out of rehab. No, he wasn't Bobo.
0: No, but Artie has balls, and you have balls too. And that's something that I that I'm connecting the dots with here. When I came up, right when I was young, I was 23 or 24. I was producing a show uh, for Broadway Video. And I wanted to be on the Howard Stern Show. So I created a fake award for Howard Stern. It was Mm -hmm. 1999. And I said that 78% of my fans voted Howard to be the entertainer of the millennium. And he beat Adam Sandler and Bob Hope and somebody else, Mm Jay Leno. And they believed it. And so Howard had me on the Stern show one morning, September 22nd, oh 1999. And the That's night before, amazing. I stayed the up on, yeah, on Coke and heroin and ecstasy with my ex-girlfriend. We stayed up all night. And at 5 in the morning, we walked to K-Rock from down the street. I have an apartment on 24th Street. And we get there, right? And I had, I had actually hooked up with a, a very famous talk show host daughter. And I was high on heroin and coke and ecstasy. he's a
1: Gibbons daughter. I'm
0: not going to say who because I have Montel I have, I have some. I have some respect. But I knew that if I had told Howard that I was a on heroin and b had hooked up with this very tell famous me. person's. I'm not going to tell you this very famous person's daughter. That he, I would be legendary. But I didn't have the balls to mention that I was on drugs or the daughter thing. When you had the opportunity to come clean, you just went for it. You didn't give no, a shit. What? about being on drugs like Jane Pratt fucking I ate was, it up
1: no I was put on disability I, I think maybe the f- f- flaw of my first book is that I don't make it clear enough that I was hiding that shit from everyone I, the was, first, put on, the first I was put at, on disability at twice at Condé Nast before
0: that was the also smart thing that you did that I did I wasn't that proud I of it did. then I
1: wasn't flaunting it. no they put me on it I was disabled I wasn't brave I had brave no choice with, and with, with Jane, Jane
0: Pratt you were totally brave
1: that's one way to look at it I mean you're really I mean it's when you have a addiction you i was just hanging in there for the monies with the minimal work as long until they would fire me i wouldn't say it was that brave i'm saying from that my you- real thing like yeah i can spin anything but i was just like oh like how much longer can this stretch out because it's your, when you're working you feel i was you know i have a bit of a anti-authority streak and it's not authority but i was projecting that on them maybe so i could justify in my head that i was taking their money um doing less work and everyone else getting away with it by doing stunts and stuff like I was dragging that out because I wanted the salary but I'm not money driven but
0: see I saw it as like it was like very defiant like you said it was also very outlawish and it was very rocky but I
1: was on drugs I know so it's like that's just by default like and that's like it really like it wasn't
0: when I was in the same was, spot. I was
1: completely confused all the time I mean I was like no, I have no. I wasn't even making choices for myself. I was smoking PCP like five times. I was. Oh, I was so fucked up. Like it was just like I didn't. I know, but it's cool. Everyone's like, ah, that's not. But if to be real, like that shit was not anything heroic. I don't even. That person is. That's that's just. It, I don't relate to that at all. And what I how I acted. I said, around people like I mean it's just it's, now that I'm not so mild, you feel
0: crazy regret that you did it like that
1: um people it's hard to describe because there's so many different ways of being on drugs but it's like being drunk all the time and I sometimes I feel that people would understand more the past and what was going through if like if we only talked about like alcoholism, or, like people, if I was an alcoholic, you no, know, we're just you know, I, I, it was the equivalent of being drunk all the, like all the time. Like I just, it wasn't me. It was just I don't know. It was I was so I, or maybe I was. I don't know. I don't have anything to say anymore. I don't.
0: I know I don't, that when I was but, in that situation, rather than like make something out of it, I went to detox. And I went to rehab, and then I just relapsed, 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 and I, like, my career didn't go anywhere. No, I, I couldn't talk about it. Yeah. I was scared of my parents finding out about it. Of
1: course, you know, but I, you,
0: but you didn't, you didn't have that kind of fear.
1: Yeah, because fucking, I was like, plucked, and I got my career blew up in an amazing way for many reasons.
0: I don't want you to miss a flight. You're terrible with missing flights. No, players. I
1: know. I have to just be careful.
0: You want to play the game or you yeah, want to hear any Yeah, let's play a game. We'll play a game. All right. All right, I'm going to start with non-drug questions. Okay, I'll start with a graffiti question. We're going to have time for a minute. You ready? Mm-hmm. You seem to know a little bit about graffiti, all right?
1: I party with graffiti writers.
0: You're not going to know the answer to this. What was the famous New York City graffiti tag most associated with revs? Cost. Yes What huge 90s Alternative band Did Courtney Love Front for a time Hole Besides Hole
1: Babies in Toyland No another one But she did do that Okay it's another Hapa one With Katha Yelland
0: Faith um, No More Crazy right um, Oh I not know What does Pete
1: Rod Rodney? What was his name Who The guy in Faith No More I don't know Rodney Bottom sorry.
0: I don't know I was never a Faith No More guy What does Pete Dougherty what, How do you say his last name right Dougherty Whatever his name is Call his diary Ah, I'm His surprised. Diaries? Yeah, he's got a series of diaries that he wrote in prison, and he has a title for them. I just opened your whole world the, up.
1: The Bilo books.
0: No, the books of Albion.
1: Oh, I knew that.
0: Well, you should have said it. When you microwave your mess, it becomes a what?
1: Message wave.
0: A hot mess. Sorry. What is a space blunt? <laughs>
1: See, I could have done this whole time. A space blunt, um, is it crystal meth sprinkled on weed?
0: What I got was... Cracking PCP with I Wade. just made that up. I don't know. What is more delicious, cool murakami or hot pastrami? Uh, My friend wrote that. I don't even know I, no,
1: I like the question. Okay. I would go with murakami. I, would, I don't, I don't eat, that. eat the flesh. I like that. It's too strange.
0: In a famous Cat Marnell quote, oh God. you said you'd prefer smoking PCP on this famous hotel rooftop. What was the hotel?
1: Are you kidding me? LeBain. Oh no, I in mean the, the hotel. That's right. In the stand, I see, I would have. Yeah, in The, the Simpsons, or, oh.
0: who was the character named after, set about to be like MacGyver? That's not it's true. In The Simpsons? I'm that's wrong. a different show. No, it's in The Simpsons, who was the character to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Not MacGyver.
1: Bruh, uh, no. McBain. McBain. Like LeBain. But i and that, well speaking, you know what you did with Howard Stern, Conan. That's the Conan story with Bill Cosby, right? What's that? He made up a fake award to get Bill Cosby to come to Harvard. Is I'm, that not, right? I'm a huge Conan fan, and he and then they like and Conan picked him up. Didn't you listen to the Stern interview? I didn't. Oh, too bad. I you have You to, to. You had to get off of it.
0: Yeah. Since since I moved back in with my family, Wait, I stopped listening. Wait, do you have listening. more
1: of these? This is what I like. This. No, time.
0: that's it. That's oh, all we got.
1: That put me. That perks me right up. You out feel
0: better. I mean, something more, more fun. Well, you don't want to talk about addiction, and unfortunately, Dopey's about addiction. It's like, it's a, it's a conundrum we have here. I'm happy you came in either way. Here, you want to read a, a sad fan email? Oh, yeah. Here, read this. It's in broken English. I don't know where this oh, person's from. I'll do it. All right.
1: Cat, a note from Konstantin Uzlov on your Facebook page. Hey, Dopey. I learned about it of late, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> have, I'm an IV heroin user. I try to stay away from benzodiazepines because I always get in some shit. Plus, it's the worst detox I ever had. I'm on methadone you maintenance. You read it like it's like your book. Methadone maintenance is like, mm, like Marilyn Monroe, methadone maintenance, you know, double M's. Yeah. Mm. I'm on methadone maintenance and work as a Havag tech. I just started a new job. This is a long email. <laughs> and I knew the dope was, I just got home and I knew the dope was weak. Wait, what is he talking about? Next thing I know. So he takes all this dope. Next thing I know, someone's banging on my window. I open my eyes, and it's my counsel from the methadone program. My rig, that's a needle, is on my lap with empty baggies next to me. And I have a huge burn hole on my hoodie. Well, you know, I have a big-ass burn in my stomach rain. Like, I dropped so many cigarette cherries. I did, too. And that wasn't even odd dope. I just did it to myself. Well, maybe I was at the time. You probably were. I'm... Oh, my God. So wait. So then the counselor, he had over 20 missed calls from his new boss and a text that says, I can stay home from now on. What is the question?
0: It's not a question. You're supposed to read the email. It's a fan email. Oh, I thought it was. There's no question. (laughs) (laughs) You're like looking for the question. You're supposed to read the email. This is a dopey listener writing their dopey story. You don't need to know it. Just read it.
1: Oh, and then, well, it's really long. And then she hands me her phone, and it's playing a recording. This is about her, her <laughs> mom, his mom. And it's, um, it's the junkie in the kitchen. With the, it's him in the kitchen with the plate in his hand, putting food from a fridge, and the plate slips from his hand and breaks on the floor. So for people, those of you who don't know, a big thing with any addicts, alcoholics, anyone, is that your relatives and friends film you. To shame you later.
0: (laughs) Did they do that to you?
1: No, but I'm sure they would. I Camera phones and stuff. If I had been around anyone who cared, that's why I always hung around people who were glad I was on drugs. I mean, um, but it's you know, you film the person who won't change, and you're like, look what you you did. Look what you did. You don't remember any of this? You know, that's a very typical thing. So that's what the mom was trying to show him. And I like you giving
0: the little book report on the email.
1: It was... uh, and it was a really... And he's like, mind you, the whole time... And so he has this frying pan he's trying to put in the microwave because he's all doped out. His mom's filming him. And he's like, mind you, the whole time I'm nodding out and twisting side to side, front to back. And then he goes, it was really the funniest and most shameful thing I've ever seen me do. And then toodles for Chris. And stay strong, Dopey Nation. Well, i just like to say, Ilya Yesevev, <laughs> I think you're absolutely terrific. And... Yeah, that could be a good show, like America's
0: most... Most fucked up drug stories?
1: No, funniest, no, but it's not America. Like It's like America's funniest home videos, but But, it's like the most horrible, sad, twisted home videos of junkies.
0: And alcoholics. Well, my daughter watches America's Home videos, America's Funniest yeah. Home Videos, right? And there's a whole like section of it where they show like people coming out of the dentist's office and they're all oh, fucked up. Yeah, And shit. it's like it's like crazy. It's like they're totally yeah, fucked up. Shout out up. to
1: David after dentist. What is that? The that famous one of the little kid who's like, Is this real life?
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, his yeah, dad's yeah. filming and I'd yeah. shouted
1: him out in one of my um one of your what? Pulitzer Prize winning.
0: Blogs. Works of Lem- art. Let me ask you this: Where okay? are my
1: Exo Jane blogs?
0: Huh? No. Let me ask- wait. Where are your Exo Jane blogs? Don't I don't know. No, I want to ask you this. You said, and this is going to bum you out, but what the fuck? You said you didn't get into recovery, but you were around it so much. Like, what was the? Why didn't you?
1: Why didn't I? I don't know. Why didn't you move to China?
0: It's uh, not I don't know. my
1: world. It's not my life. It's just, I don't know that stuff. I don't know. I have no idea.
0: Has I it, never wanted to. Okay. That's a fair answer.
1: That just not normal.
0: What, recovery? It's great.
1: It's amazing, but it's a big... Commitment. Recovery is quite different than, I think, just seeing, saying sobriety. Also, it's the nature of addiction not to get sober, right? So sobriety is different, um, and I'm, off, I'm, I'm not one of those people who's anti-recovery. I'm pro-recovery. I i 've always liked going to the meetings in New York, the midnight meeting, all of those um I love sober people, I trust them. I look up to them, I latch on to them. I used to do it in the past. Uh, who knows what would have happened or could happen You know what I mean if I met like the love of my life tomorrow and he was a sober guy in recovery i 'd probably do it
0: and you 're young, you can still be yeah. sober whenever you want
1: it's also um I've just done so much. My thing for real real talk is uh I've been bulimic almost my entire life. And it's like with drug addiction or anything, that doesn't mean half the time that means that I'm not right now because I'm fight but it's like uh that is the primary I'd say much even more so than drugs. That's that's my thing, You're my bad to. thing. And when you, um, the medication I take now, which is an amphetamine, and I take it in a very low dose, I don't want to shout it out just because I don't like doing that. But it is an Adderall, you know. Um, I just take one pill a day and uh, it is um, FDA approved for the treatment of binge eating disorder. And it's not just for ADD or whatever. You know, it's something that keeps... I always describe an eating disorder as uh, like a radio station in your head, like something that you hear constantly and you can't shut it the fuck up.
0: What does it say?
1: It's the same. It's like sugar in particular and carbohydrates are like, might as well be a a bar a full of liquor for an alcoholic. It's like the kind of thing where if... And it's the recovery stuff is not easy. I've been to eating disorder of recovery groups in the city. That those girls are fucking struggling. And I wasn't in there with dudes, but lots of people. That shit is hard. And it's, you, have to, um, you have to totally cut foods out of your circle altogether because it triggers you, processed sugar. Like
0: specific ones, right?
1: Sugar, bread, everything. It's, um,
0: and you love the junk foods.
1: Uh, it's not even about love. It's just... Um, built it's just like imagine if you could eat whatever you wanted endlessly and endlessly you never ever had to stop because you at the end could just throw it up and you knew that and so you get into this habit of doing that like it's not about like throwing up meals it's about um, I feel like it's what women do instead of like when men have like are like sex addicts and like compulsively masturbate they're like in the, the porno boots and like or like you know, like those guys who like masturbate to exhaustion and injury or like if they're rich, they get all the hookers like girls like binge on fucking food. Like, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I keep that locked down with a little amphetamine and that's something it's not worth it to me. It's not. It's too hard. It's too hard without it. I can't I can't have my life like that. It's too much work, you know.
0: Well, so how how is that? How do you you deal with it now? How do you deal with it now?
1: I take amphetamine,
0: and it works for that, Mm -hmm. for the most part, or here and there. I use
1: skills. I know. uh, I use halt. You know, the hungry, angry, lonely, or tired thing. Except, you apply it to. So that's what something that's a skill you learn in a rehab, whatever. Um, one of many. I think that's. But like, they tell you what to watch out for in trigger workshops, things that are going to trigger you. Someone would do halt. When they're walking past a bar, like you should, if you're hungry, your blood sugar is low, you're angry, you're mad at someone that you'll drink on that. If you're an alcoholic, you're lonely, you're tired, those things, you watch out for them and you don't go near alcohol during that. Like I'm that way, but with the grocery store. Um, and that's every single day of my life. I monitor that. I get food early in the day for the rest of the day. you
0: ate before the interview.
1: Yeah. I don't let myself get... I, but you go... Like, when I'm tired and run down, I don't shop at the end of the day. Also, my speed. You have to, like, let it wear off so you can sleep. I didn't ever used to do that. But um, things weird things help. Like, dark chocolate doesn't trigger me. Dark chocolate, like, seals my food day. Um, but, like, if I have milk chocolate, like a Hershey bar, like, that makes me want more... Um,
0: that's interesting, but I'm still. I love dark chocolate.
1: Yeah, I don't keep food in the house. Like I've never had gross. I can't have anything like that. Um, but it's I'm never. Uh, I'm never. Like this week, I didn't do it in the past ten. Days. I didn't throw up in the past. Twelve days. Twelve days. Oh, that's so great. that's good for me. Especially this is candy corn season.
0: <laughs> right. That well, though,
1: like, I'm not allowed to do that. So um,
0: is there a twelve step for that or no? Oh yeah, of course. Overeaters it? Anonymous. And do you ever go to that or no? Or is that just too much?
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: you yeah. know, I don't. I'm not somebody that says anybody should do anything. No,
1: those. It's good. The more skills you learn, the better.
0: I advocate for people like us to have as much peace as they can. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. it. You know, try to enjoy your life as much as you can. And I think, like in some ways, like. And I don't mean this in a negative way. Because you wrote this crazy addiction memoir, I feel like you painted yourself into a corner. Yeah. And I don't think you should feel like that. You did something amazingly f- – I mean, it's an amazing piece of art. It's, it's helped a million people. It's amazing entertainment in itself. And you don't have to be that person in the book. You know what I'm saying? You can. I mean, this book, the Audible, Audible. What do we call it? Audible, original, present, original Audible. It's like you're, it's not a drug memoir. It's a travelogue, and yeah. it's beautiful, and it keeps you company. And I saw Europe through your eyes. I I went to Amsterdam once when I was 19, and I was a ridiculous stoner. I tried to do coke with my buddy, and we wound up having meth, and I was up, you know, for days and. It was, you know, that was my only time in Europe and I got to experience Europe through you. So I appreciate that because I don't know when I'm ever going to get there. You know, I'm old and with kids and stuff. Kids, you can travel with kids. We're poor. I'm poor. I can't be traveling with kids. I can't even go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we're doing, we're doing my incredible podcast in my dad's kitchen. I know. Yeah, it seems nice, like dopey. We have some
1: um, Robert Indiana or the like Gary Indiana. Who's think, Robert Indiana? Who's Gary compared Gary to Robert?
0: Gary Indiana is the town where Michael Jackson's from. Robert Indiana <laughs> did this print. It's
1: <laughs> so funny. Robert, no, Gary Indiana. Yeah, Gary did the artist Gary. Indiana. And then who's that? Uh, oh, the, from the oh, I was just there. The museum. I don't know. Oh, no, who he's is that? the guy. He's the surrealist. Um, I, I studied went, art
0: history at Purchase, but I don't know anything anymore. SUNY Purchase. Yeah, that's where I went. That's where oh, I, that's I did my first heroin.
1: Oh, great! I'm yeah, just, that's. I've been. That's a good. um was it conservatory program still there?
0: No, I. Yeah, of course. It's a music, film, art. You know, I, I did I photography. Art.
1: Everyone should just do art history in school.
0: What did you study?
1: Fucking nonfiction writing at the new school. <laughs> it's a at the Eugene Lang. It's a. They call it a concentration instead of a major. But it's cool. I did all journalism class I mean, not journalism. But
0: you wound up writing memoirs. You did what you studied. I did. You know? I used I to understood. take, when I was 15, I used to take harmonica classes at the Eugene Lang School.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's exactly, it was like one long harmonica class. Was it really? I got whatever grades I wanted told them what was what. But anyway, yeah, that's like from the, in France, he's the surrealist artist. Like in the museum, the guys, the guides that come up and they- flip the paintings over for you like spin them and they're like look it moves and I'm like oh he does like
0: weird shit alright I don't even know what that is Um,
1: Vassar I can't
0: oh that's his name yeah Vassarly yeah Vassarly Vassarly Vassarly.
1: yeah there's lots of good on. and
0: that's Ben Sean but it looks I don't know what that is it looks like Picasso to me but it's not Picasso it's Ben Sean it's like
1: an old McCarthy campaign poster right
0: that's what it is Warhol had one of those too
1: Anyway, so that's, I really do think I have to go. Listen, I'll come back anytime. What Maybe you, you learned? need what another have,
0: person What have you learned from Sometimes. this experience? Maybe
1: you're going crazy. Wait, we didn't finish the, wait, like, can we finish the Artie thing
0: first? That's, I want your You were going to Artie, no. You're a pseudo-famous person. And no, I'm not. Well, you're a pseudo-famous person, and Artie is a pseudo-famous person. You're saying, do not go to Hoboken. Don't go.
1: Does he respond to
2: you?
0: Well, I don't have his number anymore. Oh my God. He hasn't responded to anything in a while. I don't have any way of communicating with him except for going to his house in Hoboken. You say don't go.
1: What if I go with, no, you do not go to his house. So what do we do? We'll go. To, well, next time he has a show and I'm in town.
0: I know what he's going to say. He's be like, yeah, Dave, good guy. Uh, yeah, I'd love you know, to do the show. I'll come
1: with you. We'll see if maybe.
0: You like, proposed to him on Twitter and he ignored your proposal. And you're Cat Marnell. I saw exactly. that. I pay close <laughs> attention to you. You, yeah, proposed, I I proposed. you proposed to <laughs> Artie on Twitter.
1: Well, I've, I've never, I mean, I'm just a, he, he's from, dude, do you know see that's a fucking shutout now? Just like, this guy's in survival mode all the time. He's not sober if he is now, it's just been like new as it always is. Survival mode, you have to think, like, you're good. You've been sober a long time in a recovery. A little while, a little while. Like, us, when you're coming at us.
0: It's scary, right?
1: It's not scary. It's It's annoying. like, the, we're like, just fucking trying, we're, it's like, we're treading water. And that's a choice in a lot of ways because, yeah, we're not in recovery. So we're not letting ourselves like float down the river with the current and like take it easy. We're fighting, you know, and we're still like, we're still here and we're surviving, but we're exhausted because we're doing it the hard way. We are. And you can do, you can, like, I changed my life so much, but I'm still make, like doing it the hard way because I know that someone like me would have an easier time from day to day if I wasn't
0: if you gave her addiction beverage, is a
1: big it's not even about drugs I think I should talk about like giving up addiction like it's not even about the drug it's about not dealing with the addiction so you always are, it's like having a fucking screaming you have two kids it's like having a you a baby the addiction is just like nah! like nah! like all the time and you have to take care of that and then like then you can not try to have a personal life with your actual friends. Then I'm trying to have this fucking career, and then if it's like, or do a million other things, I'm just trying to fucking keep it together. And like when someone is persistent, you just sort of want to just like you're nice the first five times, and then you're like, I can't, you know, if I'm telling you. So,
0: so what made you come back to this before we go? Like, why did you decide to do it? Because,
1: because I do- knew I would like you. I always knew I would like you. So
0: you you've enjoyed this.
1: Yes. Oh, that's good. I would come back anytime.
0: Anytime you're in the States and I can pin you down.
1: I will I'm always gonna be here. I, I fly in and out of I'll be back in New York. Like if you just want someone sometimes to be a to talk about current events or talk to other people, like maybe it's
0: Roving Reporter cat. I mean, I have no
1: um it's like I can't work that hard. Huh? No, we should go. This is what I want to do with you next time. Okay. Go to an Artie Lang show and we'll okay. say hi. And since you've met him, you can introduce him and I'll have you apologized to him
0: I'll for make a man's story for, for being so crazy you can't do that no. he's, all,
1: he's this is stern show energy that he's had for what 30 years not 30 years 20 years something like that like do you know which, he's, he's the same way it's like Pete Dart it's same thing that's why I never even like I never tried. to meet you ever? do you never he, met no, him I don't want to does he like, ever
0: reach out to you no does he know of yeah, you Yeah but and I a, don't
1: It's because of social media Is like the same way and And right. we have the same Like our addiction guy's the same But like I don't need to
0: You don't need to engage sure
1: He's in fucking survival mode too Like we all are And I always think with addicts And I'm glad you're healthy But human connection isn't our thing You know
0: Well it's that's the But they We're say We're all in our bubbles You know what they say though right that connection is the is opposite the, of addiction. Yes, I
1: have. I read that in the Huffington Post. Well, good for you.
0: Um, <laughs> listen, thank someone you. actually,
1: my little brother sent it to me. I
0: someone. want you to know that I'm really happy you came, and that if I can ever do anything good for you, oh my god, no. Like, whatever, let me do it. You know, and I think that you you will. Like I, I say, give yourself a break. You're awesome. Thank Everyone you for coming. Everyone calls me
1: that. Well, I'm, my Audible original self tanner for the. S- here we go.
0: Yeah, self tanner for the skull. Sco-
1: My Audible original, self-tanner for the soul, how I ran away to Europe and found my My inner inner glow glow when life got dark, is available now on audible.com. You can listen to it, and it's me in Europe for four months. It's a diary format. It's a very...
0: uh, It's a beautiful travelogue. It's a journey.
1: Yeah, it's a journey, and it's very real it's not it's like the opposite of all this instagram influencer stuff where it's like so made. like it's like i'm in fucking hostels i'm like trudging around i'm like dragging molested by every european man yeah, i'm just like tired and it's um four months after uh if, if you want to kind of know it's like four months when i was also like running away from uh not just my problems but like my career like a career that as an addict I never was comfortable in and now I'm doing my best with. But like I tweeted the other day, sorry to refer to my own tweets, but I was like yesterday, I was like, I so I just want to crawl into something like a snail shell, you know, and like just hide. And that's what we do. We hide from the world and everything. And sometimes yeah,
0: human-sized snail uh, shell was, yeah, was the, that's was what the I, tweet. I
1: was like, that's what I need. Um and I don't have especially in New York and it's so great. Like stops me, everyone knows me here and uh
0: is that good or bad?
1: It's great. It's just, it's like I said, it's great when things are going well. And right now they're going well. But I was, it's just, it's overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed easily. And um, so if you can relate to that, it's like eat, pray, love, but don't eat.
0: Pray I pray. I do pray a lot. Dirty knees indicate heavy spirituality.
1: Yes, that's in my audible. And I went to, I prayed even like a.
0: Some really gross places. That was something that I wanted. To, how much of a rush are you in? You got to get out of here because I don't I, I, think I'm
1: just, yeah, one more sure.
0: Well, there's two more. There's a fan question that I yeah. got tweeted oh, at yeah, me, yeah. and then I have a real question. Like, how do you, like, because recovery is elusive and all this stuff, but you do stuff like I mean, pray. I haven't
1: chased it.
0: And you fucking say the serenity mm-hmm. prayer 50 times a day. Like, it's so. Well, it's, like,
1: the- it's like from Seinfeld. Serenity now. <laughs> um. What, spirituality is a huge part of my life. My relationship with God is a huge part of my life. I just don't. People don't. Uh. I just don't. You know. It's not on my social media. Also, people. It's funny. Something I read that everyone says about my book, which ends with some spirituality, is that everyone was like, "Oh, it sounds like her publisher how to put that in." I'm like, "Yeah." Because, like, yeah. Well, that's what the godless publishing industry
0: tells their writers to do.
1: So I was like I talked to God like in the end of my in the in the epilogue, it was very uh if i I talk to God constantly, it's a lot of foxhole spirituality, but I'm always in the foxhole, right, so that's pretty normal for me, and um I do have faith in a lot of the I understand faith, and I understand sometimes it's just when you latch onto that it it just keeps you going. Even if it's phony, Um, it's not, it's uh, psychologically, if you're just like, okay, it's gonna be okay because I said my prayers.
0: But I think that's half of what recovery actually is, is that?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, who knows? It's just, it is. all that positive energy stuff, all the affirmation, that was, everything, I, that I, stuff does work for me, so... That was
0: another thing, though, is all your gratitude. wizard, your wizard, magic-y stuff. Yeah. Like, it's funny the way that stuff run. I mean, that stuff always runs into addiction for me, that I used to do drugs like it was some kind of magic, like, and yeah. I could change everything by doing it. But the world is full of incredible magic, too. And I think that yeah. you captured both kinds well, in magical
1: thinking and control, it's like...
0: No, but that book, Sorcerer
1: Mickey, right? That's my wizard thing. He's the guy who is like, instead of doing all the work himself, in Fantasia, if you remember that thing, he's like, he tries on the sorcerer hat, he's like pointing the wand. And the broom starts sweeping for him and doing getting the buckets full of water. And that's the performance enhancing drug, right? Right. And so then he's like, oh, this is so great. He's zapping, pointing. And he's like, zoom, zoom. Do, he's in the sorcerer Mickey outfits. But what do you think happens? The water starts to rot. He gets out of control it because turns it's on magical. Him. Yeah, it turns on him. And then all of a sudden, he's fucking drowning, which is when that happened to me first in the apartment when I fell down in the water. And then in, in the audible when I was rushing down the river, that's what I thought of because. The Sorcerer Mickey thing had been my thing forever because of the connections I have to addiction and performance enhancing drugs with it. So when I did find myself rushing down the river, I was like, did I really just make this thing happen that I used to like think about, <laughs> like watch the movie all the time? I'm like, am I really in this river? Like, I just It's too much, but it's amazing.
0: <sighs> last last fan question, and then you I'll can
1: hear. read about that in my Audible.
0: You can't can read it; you can only hear it. But you read it really well.
1: Right. You can only
0: hear it. Uh, Emily Sullivan is a writer. What in, up, Emily? In California, she's a big fan of yours, and her question is: Do you have any regrets?
1: Oh my god. No regrets about my life. I don't where, know where should I start. What, so you do have about the thing. year of nannying that I did in this very neighborhood while I was like on drugs all the time. I kept that out of my books. I really, I'm like, God, it's, God, it's horrible. Like a five year old, but I didn't, I was 21.
0: Do you keep a diary?
1: No, not. I mean, I try.
0: I started writing a book. I started, I've started writing.
1: Are you doing diaries?
0: I'm trying to write like 10 minutes a day on the train is my beginning. What do I do? How do I write a fucking book?
1: Do a diary format because that feels manageable every day and that turns into something else. And you'll, it's like, I would read diaries, fun ones. It, you get into it in a fun way and you, it's fun to write down some of the mundane things about your day to day and it seems manageable. And if you write about your yesterday. Like, I couldn't believe how this thing added up into a full right, document. Right, and right, right, It's good. It has all this mundane stuff that you wouldn't put in normally if you're doing heightened work, but that stuff's interesting. Like, I always like, start, like, this is what I'm wearing today. Like, this is what I ate today. Like, I'm on this train. Like, and then you talk about what happened, like, yesterday. Like, just the one or two things that stuck out. From, you don't have to go through your whole day. You're like, yesterday, because that, and that's all you need to do. It's about keeping it manageable, or else you won't do it. Same with exercise, anything. It's like, I'm just going to do this little thing and just write about the two things, and just that's good to have in general. And it adds up. It, and I'm telling you, you can sell these diary formats now or like because that becomes a thing.
0: I hear you. you the
1: things come out of it, and for you, I don't know. There's lots of things we can talk another time. I, I truly have to go. I wish I could talk more.
0: You've been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. I'll
1: come back. Right Sorry, da- Dopey Nation. I didn't get to you. Let's next time we could do all games, emails.
0: You know, this is the last time you're going to talk about drugs and addiction, though. We barely no, scratched the surface. only with you. will do it with me again. Only with you. All right, cool. Thanks, Kat. Only with Adobe the Nation. There you Stay go. Stay
1: strong, Adobe Nation.
0: Justin's going to be so psyched that you didn't think he existed. Justin,
1: have a jolly lo- good day. Have a jolly good day. Jolly good jo- day. Justin, everyone everyone follow the real Justin Just England 88?
0: I don't know. Justin England 88. Let's see. I don't know. That's not him. Stay
1: strong, Constantine.
0: Thanks, Kat. (laughs) Don't miss your flight. So that was Kat Marnell, And uh, very happy she made it to my dad's house and came on the show. And if you guys were worried, I'm certain she made it to France on time. And if you guys were also curious, the Knicks faced the Nets tonight. And uh, the Knicks were, uh, you know, they were getting their asses handed to them most of the game. And at the end of the game, through the heroics of R.J. Baird and Dwayne Ellington, the Knicks came right back up until the end when Kyrie Irving showed why he is uh, Kyrie Irving. And uh, the Nets just squashed uh, my hopes and beat the Knicks. And um, that's what this year is going to be like. And all of you fucking front-running Nets fans, you should all go fuck yourself. But I'm certain that Kat Marnell will be back on the show. She told me she will. And I bet you she talks about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit again on the show because there were so many stones that were not uh, turned over. And um, I know that a lot of you Dopey fans, the Dopey Nation, our peeps, are wondering what happened to the DopeyCon recap. And I'll tell you this. Kat Marnell was available to show up the week that I was going to do the DopeyCon recap. So next week... We will deliver the DopeyCon recap. And I just want to say that DopeyCon was uh one of the greatest experiences I ever had. Fucking insane to meet so many of you guys. Whoever was there shared the incredibly love glow that was DopeyCon. I want to thank Cormac for fucking doing it up, recording the whole thing, playing guitar with me at the end. I want to thank... Tim from Dank for speaking. Ray for playing beautiful songs. Other Ray for delivering a nice kind of metered, muted, dopey message. Fucking my dad. You know, everybody loves my dad. He was good. Uh, Bill from Mountainside delivering the crazy, murderous, dopey. And, um, of course, it was crazy to hear um, Arden, Chris's sister. That was the first time we heard her on the show, and... You know, it's uh, just, you know, it's actual uh, record of of what Chris left behind. We also heard from Namaste at Home, and, and DopeyCon was awesome. And the best part for me was meeting you guys, and that Good So Bad was beautiful. I just want to say this. There are a few things in my life that I always wanted to happen. And one of the things in my life that I always wanted to happen was to be playing a song, and have somebody in the crowd go, Woo! And um, that happened. For good so bad. I think it was Matthew Waitemeyer Carroll. So thank you, Matthew. And Matthew also brought bought a shitload of dopey merch. And speaking of which, today I shipped out probably the most dopey merch, or merchandise as I prefer to call it, uh, that I've ever shipped anywhere, just so many packages. And I have to say a few things. Number one, I fucking hate shipping merchandise. But number two, I love seeing the Dopey fans with the Dopey merchandise. So if you ordered something, please post it. I would love to see it. I think um, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to save it for next week. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Thank you to Cat Marnell for coming in fucking awesome and fucking toodles for Chris I
2: wanna take a walk around the world I wonder would it do me any good until I get some money in my pocket then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood but I wanna be good so bad I want to be so good so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad bad desire's all I ever had and I want to take a ride up in the sky watch this aeroplanes just pass me by and I want to see a air jetliner take a dive just to show all of these people what it means to be alive but I want to be Good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had, and my shadows getting smaller and smaller, and it's time to know where I stand. Shadows getting smaller and smaller. city far behind I'll take the high road however far it winds because peace and love are very 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 hard to find and I wanna be good so bad wanna be good so bad so bad I wanna be good so bad Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it! All these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and I want to call my dad, and it's all I ever had, it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and I want to call my dad, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had.